0: Nelson and Julio Iglesias. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Guys, we're just gonna let you wait, all... just wait for Julio. Yeah, let's, let's right after this. Mm-hmm. Here comes Julio. Crazy. My
1: panties just dropped, yeah. What is going on right now?
0: All all right. to all the girls I've ever loved before, Willie Nelson, Julio Iglesias. Check yeah. that out, dude.
1: Thank you for hitting us with an oldie but goodie this morning, mm-hmm. um, guys. We're coming to you on a Sunday morning, beautiful day. Uh, Jake will be out of town soon, so we're yes. going to be we're going to be doing a, a podcast marathon, so to speak. So we don't know how we're going to be releasing these episodes, but this one, next, this one's today. This one be today, but then the next, probably yeah. three or four maybe five even, um, will be releasing while Jake's away. Yes. But it won't be too long, and you'll still be getting some content, so thank you guys.
0: We're we're, we're trying to stick to the one a week. Yeah, for sure. So what are we going to talk about today?
1: Today we're talking about Travis Scott. He put out Look Mom, I Can Fly Now, his documentary on Netflix. Uh, You got to watch it. And um, also, Jake uh, finally rank Travis's projects.
0: Yeah. You wanna get into that first? Yeah, let's do that. Um, which, even still, like, there are some albums, different days, are just different. But, I'll give you the ranking, one through six. Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight, obviously number one. I think you knew that was coming. I did. Um, World's number two. Number three is Rodeo. Number four is Owl Pharaoh, which I wrote some notes because I knew I'd have to defend that stance in a minute. <laughs> Uh, days Before Rodeo is fifth. And then Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho is sixth. Okay. I, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, I think,
1: and we had reviewed Birds in the Trap when it came out, but that's that's Jake's favorite
0: Travis project of Apple Apple has that listed as his essential album. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because. There's a lot of, there's a big group of Travis fans that that's the favorite album.
1: Well, I, I got to tell you, when it came out, when it first came out, it. It was in my rotation for about four or five months. Yeah, so I I
0: totally understand. I mean, there's some crazy you you've got. I just the, don't think it's the definitive Travis album. No, I like the more singing like because some of my favorite Travis songs are like Hell of a Night on Al Faro Gray. Um, uh, Gray is dude. Days before Gray is
1: one of my favorite.
0: So I like like the low key like singing tracks like Sweet Sweet on this is incredible. Astro Thunder on Astro World like. All the songs. You're hitting songs. all
1: my. Yeah, I think I think that's. We've been longtime Travis fans, so that m- melody has always been a part of Travis's sound. So it, it makes sense why those would be. Those are all. Those are my favorite tracks, so Literally all of them. List your. Order. Yeah. So for me, it goes uh, from bottom to top. For me, I would go. I would go Owl Pharaohs last. Um, Honcho Jack Jack Honcho above that one. Then I would go uh what have we still got? we still got World, uh birds in the trap days before rodeo and rodeo um, probably astral world below that no days before rodeo then um then uh birds in the trap, then um astral world, and first I would put rodeo okay,
0: so I'll, let me defend my al Faro stance at okay fourth. um We've talked about this before, I think, on air and off. Mm-hmm. That album mixtape, whatever you want to call it, is literally a resume. Like, if you look at all the other Travis projects, mm-hmm. you will find elements from every album in Owl Farrow. I think Owl Faro was him saying, "Like, here's what I'm about to do." Like, he has the song in there. I can't wait just to shit on you. Yeah, like literally, he knew. <laughs> That's that a this funny was track. In every element, you can find elements from every album in Al Pharaoh Like he is stuck, that's been the formula, and he's stuck to it. And I don't think if he if he would not have put Al Pharaoh out, he it, he wouldn't be where he's at now because that is what got him noticed by Kanye. For Travis me, has a lot to do with Jesus. Yeah, there'd be a lot that wouldn't have happened
1: without Al Pharaoh I agree with you that it's a resume. I think putting it as a resume is very is very broad. Or I mean, it's a it's a it's a wonderful example. What I would add to that though is. It's like the first draft of his work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's very raw, a lot of it's unfinished, The some of the mixing is, is well, very weird. It's It's really DIY, very low quality. And not in that the songs are bad, yeah. I'm just saying quality in that how it sounds.
0: I'm big like into production value and the fact that that's your first major release and you're doing that crazy shit with, yeah. with production. The beat switching. Yeah, that's what really got me.
1: Yeah, the beat switching. Uh, Kanye. Kanye's been doing that since Al Farrah and now that's kind of become a staple in hip hop. Uh, and for there's only a handful of artists that I would say do the beat switch in a song very well. Yeah. Uh, Frank Ocean, um, Travis. Drink's Kanye done it on, on occasion. Kanye, but I'm saying who
0: consistently I yeah. feel like do it like almost as like a part of the track. You well, know? yeah, because the, those people you listed are heavy into the production, production. side. And, and, like, Drake, Drake comes this, in and they say, read this. Yeah. And he walks out. Right. But get this. i to add Kendrick into that yeah. too. And
1: for me, those are, these. those four people are also higher end lyricists. I'm not saying that Drake isn't, Well, I wouldn't say Travis is either. But. No, I mean Travis is not high-end lyricist. Yeah, but um, yeah, it just it's it's a little too raw for me. But I do respect the fact that uh, I do respect the production on there, and I do respect the fact that it is it does show everything that Travis could do at that time.
0: Yeah, I mean it showed glimpses of a hey, give me the infrastructure, and yeah. I can make an astral world or a rodeo. Yeah, once he, he was given the money, it was like he just kind of took off. Yeah. Um, let's go through his projects real quick and just name some of the, the top tracks off of... We'll go in order as right. released. So, this is Al Faro. Upper Echelon's definitely probably the standout off of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which that's... I mean, that you can tell had some budget because he had Hustle Gang behind him. Um, that's a big one. Um, Block of La Flame was one that kind of blew up off of that Uptown and Quintana.
1: Quintana is my favorite. Hell of a Night is really good, too, even.
0: And um, Upper Echelon. Yeah. Um, my favorites on there are Hell of a Night and Bad Mood Shit on You. Bad Mood is really good too. Um, so then after that, he released Days Before Rodeo. Oh, God. There's so many on here.
1: There's so many. Uh, the intro track is incredible. Yeah, prayer. The prayer. Jesus. Mama Sita is incredible. Quintana Part 2 is pretty good. Drugs You Should Try is, is definitely incredible. A stand out. Dr- really the only and ones. And don't play. Yeah. Don't play with. Big Sean has never sounded so good. Yeah. Big Sean on that beat really stood out. And he sounded like he was going off a little bit.
0: The only ones that don't, really don't stand up anymore are Sloppy Toppy. Yeah, that one's really bad now. Once you get to Sloppy Toppy, it kind of falls off except for Gray for me.
1: Basement Freestyle I still like. Gray is incredible. And um
0: and that's with that, that it not ending as strong that's why it came in under Alfair like those two I knew are like okay these are gonna be the ones that are kind of
1: there's also the a spot. lot of nostalgia attached to that project for me because it was the first uh, Travis project that I listened to yeah so it was that and then it was also the fact that it was pretty much like my you know the album that you play for the entire summer
0: yeah kind of now after that he released Rodeo which there's really not a miss on that one. No.
1: And what what you're talking about here, this is the reason why rodeo's number one. It encapsulates it, it encapsules like a time in in music. Yes. Especially and it's the peak of the trap era. And he's got everybody the who's who are on here. Yeah. yeah. You've got Quavo, you've got Two Chains, you've got Future, Juicy J. Weekend okay, Juicy J kind of pulls out of that. That's, Juicy J though, is just a legend, yes, that's what I'm saying. But he still is that was when he was most popping off, like that 2014 yeah, time, he had, yeah, because in 2013 is when he was bands Un- make, what, make a Dance, Banza bands Maker Dance. He was doing all sorts of videos with um, with ASAP Rocky, even he was featured on some stuff. So, being on here, Juicy J is, is a part of that sound, Chief Keith passed his time, but still.
0: He, kill, he kills that. Yeah.
1: Sway Lee, Kanye West, Young Thug, Justin fucking Bieber, and, Mar- and Marie I'm Drunk is one of my favorite
0: songs. And oh, Justin you, Bieber kills you, you know, it. for the longest time, Maria, I'm drunk was physical copy only. Yeah,
1: you couldn't you couldn't play it off Apple for some reason. Can you no, play it they, now?
0: They, yeah, you can. He added it on there. He oh, left God. it off of there, to, and that's that's the trick we've seen a lot of record labels do. They so left he, it off to try to get people. I bought look this album features. three times. By yeah. the way, I I want to be clear. I bought this album three times. If you see those those features, I, I, know I bought the physical copy before. I think I downloaded the digital copy. Yeah, but if you saw that on the digital copy and you were like Justin Bieber and Young Thug that's got to be crazy because you can remember this is before like DJ Khaled mixing Justin Bieber and with a bunch of other artists like that Mm -hmm. you'd be like I've got to hear Yeah, that. Justin that, Bieber on... That song alone would be enough to motivate people to go out and spend $11, 12 13 on the yeah. album.
1: Uh, Tor- Toro y Moi's Flying High is my least favorite, but it's still a good track. Yeah,
0: I didn't like that yeah. one. That's a skid for me. And I can tell.
1: I can tell I'm not a big fan of...
0: I can tell is one I'm of sorry. the most <laughs> underrated Travis songs, but... Uh, flying High and wait. I did not like Wasted with Juicy J Juicy J ruined that song for me
1: grow, it grows on me sometimes I hear it and I like it sometimes I don't so I think it's just
0: what mood I'm in the reason that this was three and not two for me is because the singles on this didn't and adult, Carries the album off of the singles. Yeah, thirty five hundred is old to me. Like it did not age well, in my opinion. It's too long. It's not that it didn't age well. It's
1: you've heard it once, so you probably just don't need to experience it. It's seven
0: minutes and forty one seconds. That's fuck that. Yeah, (laughs) but when it came out, dude. Yeah, it was cool when it came out. It was really like atmospheric. I I do respect him for not because they asked him like, hey, you can shorten this and throw their their features earlier, and we'll put it on the radio. And he said, no, I'm not. I'm not shortening the song. It could have been a really hard like hard yeah, So I respect him for leaving it the way he created it, but it, it's just it didn't do Oh dude,
1: it. he's a control freak. That's oh, what yeah. I pulled from this documentary. I've got a note for that way.
0: in that I've got a note about
1: that. He i completely understand why him and Kanye get along. Yeah. I'm like, oh,
0: that makes a lot of sense. So after Birds, you've got uh Huncho Jack or sorry, after Rodeo you go to Birds. Yeah. Um which Sits at number one. What were your favorite tracks off of that?
1: Uh, the first track um, that ends with, with um, Andre 3000 yes. is insane. That story Andre tells about the cops killing that kid is
0: oh, this is probably gives me goosebumps. I see what you did there
1: every time. Every time, and that's another great track.
0: <laughs> that's another great track. Goosebumps is amazing. This is one I think. This is the best featured album. As far as utilization of the features, Kid Cudi on Through the Late Night, where they interpolate...
1: Here's what happens, though. You fucked up. Because there's two features on here that we both agree are terrible.
0: Nav, yeah. And... Nav.
1: And, um, Bryson Tiller's
0: I wouldn't say Bryson Tillers is terrible, I just don't like him, it's so not, I have skip it. That that song <laughs> guidance is obnoxious. That, I mean, guidance is bad, that is though. the only one that I will skip.
1: That that straight up, Travis, horrible song. Yeah. That that's really the only song that I've heard Travis make, and I was like, no thank you. <laughs> um, no thank you at all. Smokes yeah. S D P interlude. Smoke have you listened to the extended one? Yeah. Where he raps at
0: the end? That's that's a they have an unreleased version. Where he raps at the end and it's incredible. Through the Late Night is one of the best Travis songs because he gets to work with his idol Kid Cudi. He did call his dick a cactus though. That's okay. Stroke my cactus,
1: oh don't wait. I'm not upset about it. Wear the gloves so you don't get
0: thorns in your face. It's lit! (laughs) I, when he interpolated Kid Cudi dude I had fucking chill like goosebumps for real <laughs> it was hour. a really uh,
1: anticipated feature and there was another song they did together but it yeah, ended it's on up his on, album yeah. yeah
0: I don't remember it it's just as good I can't remember the name of the song but it is just as good mm-hmm. um, so after Birds we had a kind of a dry spell and they had teased the Huncho Jack Jack Huncho which when it came out I was like okay this is what I expected I love not the cover great. though yeah the cover is awesome and that's the same guy who did Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but when it came out, I was like, I was, I was for it. I was like, hell yeah, I like this. And then mm-hmm. I was like, mm, it, it it's was not there. And it, it was very safe. It died for me for a while, and then at the beginning of this year, I told you I was playing it, and I think you went back to it for a little while. It's a good. It's exactly what you would expect from the two of them. It held up surprisingly well. Yeah, and it, it's hard Except because
1: modern slavery is a bit cringy.
0: Well yeah the the, theory the, of the concept is, of it at the beginning dude i was so hot because yeah. they used that that sample at yeah. the beginning but those are two people that are so popping right now it's the, that's the same reason that Quavo's get, cooled off yeah now but when this came out quavo was this was bad and bougie time yeah. i mean but, that, but you know it. what
1: i'm hoping for now Offset and travis yeah that would be wild. and then take off and travis
0: <laughs>
1: Offset and travis offset travis and of 21 savage <laughs> do you think Takeoff has a completely separate budget for his projects. Like Offset and Quavo probably get like the six-figure budgets, and then they and then Takeoff goes, "Here's, here's ten grand." <laughs> you think they're giving him that much? They're giving him that
0: much. Ten grand? Ten, ten grand. They give him. I'm sure they get more than that. But, but those two at, at this time were too popular. Like, how are you gonna get in the studio together and really like make an artful project? Like these are just oh, I had this verse written. But but what I'm saying is it, none of them
1: compared to. Um, Oh my diss side. Oh yeah. On rodeo. No. That was just so good, and and I really was expecting that the entire time.
0: But that's kind of a very high standard. Yeah. So. So. Let's go to Astro Then, then Astro World comes. Yeah. Which. My God. The the whole like. Production of not just the album but everything that came with the album, the merch, obviously the, documentary. I like saw this a girl was,
1: yesterday, dude. Her high school classes shirt. Yes, shirts. it's seniors. I saw yeah. one at
0: Chick-fil-A the other day.
1: I was like, is that modeled after Road merch? And she was like, yeah, it is. And I was like...
0: Oh. Yeah, there was actually a high school in Houston that contacted Travis about doing it, and he sent them real merch, like from the people who make Sick. his merch that had that school on it. Oh. So that was pretty cool. Um, no, dude, everything that went... You can tell every move on this album was calculated.
1: And that's why I think he... I think in the documentary, I don't want to go into it too early, well, that, this is, uh, he takes it to heart why he yeah. didn't win the
0: Grammy. Uh, and I think that's because the, the Grammy doesn't care about the tour. They don't care about what they care about, the album, and it's really a numbers game.
1: Cardi also, man, like, it was just bad luck for Travis. Because yeah. you're not going to beat Cardi. Like, she has the, she has, they're both industry artists, but Cardi has a machine like no other behind her right now. Yeah, it kind of backed off. I feel like, but I've for gotta, that album, she was it was gun ho. Like
0: you couldn't say one bad thing about her. Yeah, and I, I've got a note to bring that back up and compare the albums. Um, but I mean, this man literally like every like you don't. I know you don't go to a ton of big concerts, but most big concerts like we went when I went to see J Cole on the KOD tour when we were in the I don't remember what facility we were in. But there was no like design for KOD. Like it was just that venue and you walked in and obviously the stage had all his his effects. But dude the concourse at the Astro World tours were decorated. Like it really felt like you were at a a amusement, yeah. Yes. Or an amusement park. The man's energy that he brought out for this tour was insane. This will and I've said it on the podcast several times, this will be remembered as one of the best tours, I think, in music over time. Especially with the way I mean now the documentary is gonna preserve that nostalgia forever.
1: Yeah. I think what I love about what I love about this album in particular was there it there seems to be a lot of risk taking here in that this is it does have a lot of typical Travis elements, but there are certain songs on here that Maybe I wouldn't have expected
0: him yeah. to do. and there were ones when I listened when I heard first listen to this. The first thing I heard off of Astro World to be, oh, I'll give you the nostalgia moment. I watched his uh, performance. I think it was Coachella. Yeah, it was a, he performed at Coachella the night he dropped this? And at the, at the end of the set, he no, goes, that was just the album release party. You're talking about that night when he was in no, the live was, stream. This was before. Oh, because okay, yeah, he bad. performed at a festival and then he I was did doing. The party
1: the, I was. It. I remember the live stream. That's when so I. So
0: he it. finishes and he goes, "Y'all want to hear something off Astro World?" And mm. the stage goes completely dark. He doesn't even perform it, they just play it. And they played 5% tent. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn, this is hard. Yeah. So I was so hyped. And he, he says, All right, good night, Astro World in an hour. So I stay up and I watch it. Or I listen to it. And I'm going to be honest, stargazing caught me. Carousel was great. But then when you started to like rip screws when he starts to do the experimental stuff, stop trying to be God. And I was like, He may have fucked. <laughs> this made me a miss. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I was like, mm. But over time, I think this will be remembered as the classic Travis album.
1: I still listen to it a lot. If, like, the, I've, I, I've been... I went back to this
0: probably two, three times in the last couple weeks. If if the features, the people that he featured on this, if they hold up and, and kind of solidify themselves over time, this will be the the classic Travis well, the, album.
1: Well, that's the good thing about a Travis album. Even if the feature doesn't hold up, Travis mixes people to his sound. Yeah. So the track is always good. Like, 21 Savage, even if... He felt he, he falls off. Outside is still a hard song, yeah. no matter how you cut it. You know, I'm trying to find you a
0: video um, when you were at the concert. No, of me when Astro World <laughs> came out, bro. I'll put, we'll, post, post this, we'll post this on the Instagram if I can figure out how to do it. All right, well we'll we'll try to let that buffer. Um, but what, what were some of your favorite songs off of Astro World?
1: Stargazing. Sicko Mode is is a classic. Um, Stop trying to be God. I love that immediately. Um, Astro Thunder Yosemite is incredible, and um, Coffee Bean. And um, there's really no skips. Butterfly Effect and Houston Fornication. There's really no skill. I like the bottom half a lot.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot. Yosemite is really my favorite song though. The only song that just, when, when it comes on, it just doesn't hit me, and, and I'm gonna be honest, is Stop Trying to Be God. No. I thought- <laughs> I like it. Oh, it hits me. <laughs> I thought James Blake was a little underutilized. Like, he has a really good voice, but he was very toned down and buried in that. Here's the video. I put this on my Snapchat, dude. I was so hyped that this was out. I literally stayed up. Yeah. But I'm telling you, when I listened, I was like, dude, he may have- this may be a miss. Yeah, but then it, it grew on me over time. I didn't
1: think Miss what I thought was like, uh, it's a little too commercial. It's uh, it's just not there's not really the grittiness or the rock elements from uh, an album like Rodeo. And it wasn't dark like Birds, so no. it was very hard to categorize. But after. And probably a year later, I went back to the album, and I really felt like I was like I like this album as much yeah. as
0: It Rip took me a couple months to like really start putting on. I'm, I'm, I can go through this whole album no skip. I went almost the whole year without listening to it after it came
1: out, dude. Yeah. I really was like whatever on on uh, Astral World. Yeah. So that's why I think I
0: appreciate it even more now when it when I came back around to it. So Astral World is obviously a big theme in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Kind of showing everything that went into it. Stormy's birthday party. Astral World's like the op- magnum opus of Travis's uh, career, I would say. The the tour will will keep him remembered. I think that the documentaries open he his Astral World jumped to number two on iTunes because yeah. like after the release of the Everybody was like, oh god. Um
1: and maybe a lot of new people got yeah. introduced to Travis. I mean it's kind of hard to s- think about people not knowing who he is but yeah.
0: what were some of your biggest takeaways from the the documentary
1: what i took away is travis is an incredibly grounded person who does not who is able to handle fame yeah because he the way he interacts with kylie the way he interacts with his surroundings he always seems to have fun with it and he and the only thing he takes serious is the performance Yeah, and his job, and when I see somebody like that, it just—he's somebody that I that I really admire because of his music at first. But once I saw that, I was like, he's actually
0: a genuine person. Yeah. When and his
1: love for his fans, dude. dude, When he
0: heard well that, wow. Wow. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh man, Travis has got a kid. Like, he's too big. Is he gonna be around for that kid, dude?" He when he heard that heartbeat, yeah, he goes crazy. Yeah, dude. I had to pause it on his face. There's a scene where he's in the uh, hospital with Kylie when they're doing the ultrasound. Yeah, and he's like all like down in her stomach, like just like staring at her all weird, dude. He, he's, he's an incredible. Yeah. He's a different. He's, he's
1: very different. genuine, dude. I yeah. really do think he has like this. It almost, it's hard to explain, but there are some people who who they go through life and they still have a lot of wonder and a sense of uh, excitement in yeah. in life. And those people tend to really enjoy the moments. And Travis, maybe that's why he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He doesn't really need to go back. Mm-mm.
0: So because he really enjoys his, like, everything that was, fully. That was a big mantra of the World tour was enjoy today. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I didn't know that, but
1: that's really that's what that's genuine. That's what's printed. That out gives me goosebumps, goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. But yeah, it was, I mean, it's on tour merch, everything. I really. I really did. That's so amazing because I really do feel like then I understood. I got to know Travis a lot more from this yeah. documentary than I thought I did.
0: Um, and the "Wish You Were Here" mantra. Also, there's been speculation that it was about DJ Screw. Some people mm-hmm. were saying that it was about Kylie because every time you, she'd see Travis merch, she would see like right. "Wish You Were Here" because obviously they're both uber successful uber. and they can't. They can't. Be, <laughs> She's a billionaire. Yeah, they they cannot be together at all times. No. And Probably not most of the and year, And man. we've seen strains on relationships like that in the past. Logic and his wife, she's a model. And they, that's the, he's, well, they both said that was what was kind pretty of... Pretty
1: young girl with a pretty young thing. You see, now you're, you're hating she's on that. She's like
0: pretty No, I love that song. Pulling out my heartstrings. Um, but they both came out and said like, hey, we were just too busy. It's hard to be in a relationship like that, but... It is. So... Like we said, everything on that tour was calculated. Um, the, the first thing, my first impression when I started watching that documentary, this motherfucker, he is a rager. He's sitting there giving a coherent interview on the front seat of a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Answer it, like, just does not care. How?
1: He's very different, man. And, and uh, I, I would watch his interviews with Hot 97 because they were really early yeah. on him. Uh, Hot ninety seven doesn't even matter now, huh?
0: No, most sad. of those, most of those don't really. I think even Breakfast Club kind of lost a lot of. Breakfast Club's now doing a lot with politicians. Yeah, it's Charlemagne, kind of, dude. Yeah, I he's really killing he, it right now. I think he's he not going to be on there much longer. Yeah. I think he's going to have his own.
1: Dude, he's going to be Oprah. Yeah. He's 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 the next. He's going to be a billionaire
0: one day. You We're can tell, see. like in the last couple of years, he's changed his mentality. And, and like the fact he that he's interacts. from South
1: Carolina, dude, that isn't. For, that makes me want to fucking.
0: Yeah. Do better.
1: But when I used to watch his going back to Travis, I would watch his stuff on Hot 97. He was really like he would look down all the time. He he was just always in his own head. Yeah. And I thought I sometimes I thought that that was bullshit, but really him and Kanye genuinely are just weirdos. Yeah. Like they that's why you have like stuff like this. Yes. You know, pointing at the merch and and the ones when he gave that kid his one, dude. Yeah. And he
0: goes, "This, this is for is you and for, only you." Yeah. Like, and he from can say me that to you because there's nobody. I mean, I can't say that, but everybody in that that crowd uh-huh. respects the fact yeah. that said, these are for you and only you. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody that would have probably jacked that kid for those ones. Hi, how are you doing? Would have jacked your shit, son.
1: And I would have been like, from Travis to you to me. But what? <laughs> what's crazy is. Most people probably did.
0: Okay, like everybody yeah. saw. Listen, most people at concerts are cool, dude. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think everybody's getting robbed left and right. I will say it was very cool to see like his perspective from the stage out into the crowd because I've been to two Travis concerts. I went on the Birds tour and the Astroworld like two. Yeah. It is an insane atmosphere because we both times we got actual seats. I'm not getting in the pit at a Travis concert. No. It's not going to happen. Dude, people were getting. Oh, that's another thing we need to talk about. I knew the moshing was
1: intense. I didn't know it was that intense. Oh, it, There were people who were being
0: hoisted up. They broke that, that security guard's leg. leg. They broke when his got, leg? When he, in the scene where he got arrested? Yeah. That, that's what happened when oh. he said, when he said, I want to let some more people in a general admission. Yeah. He said, security let him through. And the whole crowd just rushes the stage. And they yeah, broke they broke a guy's leg. Oh my and God. that's what they they arrested him for, quote, inciting a riot, which I think he ended up getting off. Yeah. He, he, I'm sure he probably paid hospital Have you bills. seen that mugshot? Yeah ugly as um, fuck I will say the, the cops were pretty cause you know they could have went in there I'm sure they knew there were drugs there but they just said look this is what we're gonna do we're gonna take you here you're gonna get released yep. and that was it um, I thought it was cool I didn't know that he wrote Butterfly Effect like went and recorded Butterfly Effect like after he got picked up from from jail I didn't either yeah, until the documentary um, I, I, another funny thing I noticed all racist remarks aside but even the Africa concert was white as fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. But there are a lot of white kids, so if you go to a Travis Scott concert, be prepared for it. Dude, n- Southern n- Tide. Listen, including myself,
1: I never looked at looked at a concert as fun because I don't like the idea of being shoved around. Yeah, and and for me, like I would be worried that some sort of inner rage would come out,
0: and I wouldn't stop. You know <laughs> what, do you remember that like, like, girl in the documentary that was saying like? These tours are so cool because when you're there literally everybody's going crazy and you you it's like it's, a it's completely awesome. judgment free zone. But
1: that's what music does and and experiencing it with that many people that energy even Earl's concert yeah. like Earl's concert he's not he was performing one of the most depressing depressing albums ever, ever written and uh if I don't like shit I don't go outside And it was, like, an intense fucking experience. Like, we were jumping around. This girl was grinding on us trying to get hoodies. Like, trying to get one of us to buy her a hoodie. Well, the thing is... Sweet girl. I bought her one.
0: Wait. (laughs) The thing is with with Travis, now that he's so big, like, the rodeo tours, he was still playing a a lot of, like, standing room only venues. Right. But now the dude's selling out arenas. Yeah. Like, you can go to a concert. You know what leveled him up, by the way?
1: Who leveled them up? Kanye leveled them up, bro. Who leveled them up, though, in the performing aspect? Do you remember? Kendrick. Remember they went on that tour together? Oh, yeah. That was the first big tour Travis did. I mean, I mean, Birds in the Trap Tour was big. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, stadium level... And then ever since then, he's been off to the races.
0: Yeah. The birds tour had a lot of good visuals, too. Like, he had the, uh, the eagle the eagle that moved around that he got on and, and would... It, it, that one didn't move. I mean, it went up in the air, but it didn't, like, move around right. throughout the venue. But the head would move around. Yeah, the right. head would move around and look. Um, one thing that kind of stuck out to me, too, rest in peace, his bodyguard. Because, you know, we talked about it on the podcast a couple years ago. Right after the birds tour, it was, like, two weeks later, his bodyguard died of some health concern. And... Dude, when we were at the birds tour, a kid hopped up there that I guess wasn't like motion to come up there. Dude, he like <laughs> suplexed this man. It was incredible. It looked like straight out of WCW. Just That would hurt. Did, but for those of you that may Did they think, put him back in or did they get him out? No, they took him backstage, so he probably got a nice kick out. <laughs> um, the one thing I want to say, if, if you have watched the documentary and you think there's no way it's that crazy... It is that crazy. And that man comes out there and gives 110% the whole time.
1: Like right, is that, not look a Look at the amount of
0: ever. people. Look at the amount of people there. Of course it's crazy. I've said it a million times on this podcast. The dude sold out two domestic tours in every venue, twice, and a world tour.
1: That's insane.
0: It was literally so successful that he said, you know what? I'm going to do this again. No other artist that puts in that much energy and performance would come out and do a whole another second leg.
1: That really also goes to show you that artists only make money touring. Otherwise, why would Drake and why would Drake and uh, Travis tour so much? If it, if that wasn't the case,
0: yeah, I mean, maybe money that's not earmarked. You know what I'm like saying? Like they it's, keep it's, mo- yeah, more. That's, of that. that's what I'm saying. Like with streaming, like yeah, you're making a good bit of money streaming, yeah. but it's delayed. Like then it has to go through the proper channels. The record label gets their cut. The that's OGs. what I'm saying. So they must not. Yeah. They must not
1: see what I'm. What I'm implying here is, I don't think artists are seeing a lot of their
0: money from their. Um, this is the. This albums. is where the fun. Like this is where you're, they're buying chains from because yeah. a lot of these venues will cut you a check. Yeah, just like hundred and and
1: let's be honest. Travis is making quarter of a million a show. Yeah. And I don't think that w- that's out of this world no. to ask for because Future said he was getting like half a million a show in like 2014 2015 time. I would not go to see Future.
0: Me either. he's he's too low like like Travis it's very No, similar. no, he Sound was, was going nuts though. I've seen performances now and he's just no, but there was one show where he's like jumping. around. He could not breathe. By the way, he was like, <laughs> he, does, <and> he doesn't even <laughs> push He just doesn't look like he would come with a good stage presence. But he drinks too much lean. Like, how are you gonna come with a stage? He presence? says he does. I think he might. Um, you saw
1: that bottle in Travis's uh, recording studio, didn't you? Yeah.
0: You saw that paper. Let's talk about some of the people that were kind of featured in the documentary. James Blake, dude, he's so funny to me he's when. Quite, when he comes out and Travis says, "Bro, that was sturdy," and then he calls him my N-word, like James Blake <laughs> giggles like a white dad. Like, oh, you didn't have to say that. Like, he totally knew. Like, I don't know what, to, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> I saw, seeing him on the documentary was cool. Mike Dean is always hilarious because you don't expect He's him. He's cool as fuck. Every time too. I see him, I was like, damn, I forget that dude is white. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a white dad, and it's he sick. makes the craziest fucking music. I mean, I guess he can't. Scott Storage can make a crazy Scott ass beat. Scott Storch to beat. though if he would lay off the blow <laughs> he's got a little inspiration <laughs> <laughs> the keys that he does them in yeah. are unfuckable. And I think the the new sound is kind of letting Scott Storch have a lane again. But John Mayer was in there. John Mayer comes in after uh, John the Mayer is always just like the coolest industry guy. Like he just comes in
1: and he goes bro he, he bro you literally ripped it. You literally it was cool. murdered it. I, mean, I was so lit,
0: Trav. And then he'd be like, "Dude, let's go have lunch. I'm gonna let's go to Benny Hanna's. Get get some rolls. No, all right. John, Deuces. John <laughs> Mayer looks like he doesn't eat meat or any. Like, he does not. Anyway, he does not. I, I thought that was a good look from John Mayer coming to Travis and being like, "Hey, like John Mayer is a legend in music. Period.
1: Wouldn't you like to hear some guitars?" Yeah, okay, uh, see, but
0: now I'm about to discredit myself because there is a video of John Mayer playing guitar with Lil Nas X. So, maybe John Mayer is just trying to get some of the, he's just trying to get the black vote. I'm checking out, guys. (laughs) Hey, guys,
1: never mind. Um, Paul Wall, (laughs) Paul Wall was in the video.
0: That, what I liked about that was was that's Houston Houston Legends. That's what it is. Did we have to let him talk that long, though? (coughs) Can we not just heard him say, Travis, a legend and that,
1: that be it. Dude, but he's actually kind of well... He articulates himself well in interviews.
0: Okay. He's a good interview. He's on Vlad TV a couple times. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that I took away was how, like, into everything Travis is. How much joy he gets from performing. Yes. Like, he's very... I want to talk about the phone thing for a minute. Like, he hates cell phones. I'm with him. And when I went to the Birds Tour, I videoed a lot of it. When I went to Astro World. Did not. I I put one thing on Snapchat when the concert started and I had my phone away the whole time. And you loved it way more. It's way better. Like, we went to see Gladys Knight at the Peace Center and they have a policy of no phones, period. That's Peace Center policy. And it's just such a better experience because, especially if you don't have good seats and you're sitting, you don't have to see everybody's phone screen. It's just a better experience and you remember it better. When we went to Earl's concert, man, that's like ingrained in my head. Yeah.
1: And, And how much of it. I don't even have. I have one photo from that.
0: Yeah, from that I took show. some video from that night. Yeah, um, but yeah, and I get it. Like he he put so much thought into every aspect. We see him arguing with the, the people that do the lights and the pyro, and he's like, "No, nobody is going home until this is right." I agree come, come with him. Once he was
1: talking about he was talking about only getting a front shot of the roller coaster, mm-hmm. and for and for that being on a screen far away, he's right. It it would look way cooler if it just looks like him on a ride.
0: Yeah, and. And that's part. That's one aspect of Travis and Kanye where people are like, no, nah, those people are assholes. I love those kind of people, though. Because they're not assholes. They
1: just want They, they, they want the to vision. give everybody a good show. They've got the sauce. They didn't have the sauce. He's trying to give them the sauce. Listen yeah. to them. No, no, no. You don't have a right to tell an artist of that caliber
0: how to do their show. Yeah. You need to listen to them and, and create their vision. Yeah. That's what I believe. So I I mean I I really got I gained a lot of respect for him when he said no nobody's going home I've not felt his words were I have not felt comfortable one time he said nobody's going home until we do this first song to last song and it's right the they showed
1: backstage of the Super Bowl show I thought that was awesome
0: did you get the vibe that. Because the Super Bowl, there was not really a lot of coverage on the Super Bowl. I think he kind of made it known like they didn't let me do my own sound, and that's I, I thought yeah. it was kind of like an explanation because the Super Bowl performance was very underwhelming. But I enjoyed it still. I mean, I thought it was cool to see him on that platform. I st- I didn't hate the performance. Some people were really hating on it. It just he didn't get the opportunity to put all of it because obviously the Super Bowl people aren't going to say, oh yeah, let's step aside and let yeah. these air quote amateurs come in and let him well, use this part. Also the Super
1: Bowl, it's like they're bigger than anybody yeah. at that point. Yeah. It's like you know, you just kinda have you're the honor is being a part of the event. You exactly. don't really have any say in how it's gonna
0: ha- how it's gonna go down. You know. So um Yeah, so I mean the big like I said, the biggest thing I took away was the joy he takes from interacting with the fans. I think the name of the album
1: I'm sorry, the name of the uh the documentary really encompasses everything you need to know and it reminds me of a track that's on rodeo apple pie yeah um i don't want your apple pie mama i you know he's got he's got to come up with his own recipe this this really was just showing like look at look at how much i've done in such a short amount of time and look how much more there is still to come because he's still going to win I think one day he's gonna win a Grammy. We're
0: gonna yeah, see Travis on win the last Grammys. episode. I said, "Does he really care about Grammys?" But from watching that, <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. Let's <laughs> let's let's close on the Grammy thing in a minute. Yeah. Um, another thing I thought was really cool was to see his school administrators like congratulating him. And you could see, like he took, like he took that to that heart. one that his guidance counselor, yeah. his his mom was really emotional. And I, I can say this sort of from experience. Obviously, I don't have a number one album and sell out three tours, yeah. um, but I was I was kind of a, sh- a shithead to administrators at school. I'm sure yeah. I was not the easiest to to manage as a as a student. Right. But I, I play in a softball league, and our principal was he's one of the umpires. Yeah, and. Even, you know, he left our senior year, and I saw him like two years, two years after high school, and he's like, man, he said, he said, you really turned out to be the poster child for, for a complete 180. And I said, man, I said, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or an insult. Because I'll take it how you would, but I see him like in the summers, like at least once a week. And now you can, it, there's, a, there's a different way, like you can tell like they view you differently now. True. Like they view you as a man, not a kid. Yeah. and just from the conversations and he's like man I'm glad you're doing really, I'm glad you're doing well in life all this stuff like that's little in comparison to what Travis has done right. but to get that acknowledgement from people who think about all the kids that they see yeah. and the fact that they remember who you are right that you should, stood out
1: in some sort of way right I
0: mean, so I thought it was really cool and, and you know some people would kind of have like a really flipping about that They're like okay cool my principal is proud of me like some people would, would make a little line like oh fuck my principal whatever but Travis, you could tell he really took it to heart and cared that they were saying that. He really believed
1: in himself the entire time. Yeah, and that that there always people say believe in yourself, but when you really see it in a person, you just look at them and you're like, they're not gonna fail. Yeah, they're not gonna fail. There are certain people. Did you just look at them? And I and I and I had always felt that way, like about a lot of my friends when I was growing up, and I haven't been wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like. The friends that I
0: thought were going to be losers, I, had, I, I dropped off a long time ago. Yeah. I, I, one, for both of us, I think that we can agree on. I won't say his last name, but yes. Asa. Yeah. The Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Super smart in school. And, like, Incredible. he just knew, like, he had an energy about him, like, this dude's going to do crazy what, what he wants to do. Um, I like that Travis doesn't really just, he's not hogging the spotlight. Like, in that documentary you talked about, in the last one, he talked about. He gave Sheck West his own little spot. He, Dom Tolliver really got the, the spotlight of the two. So he's not selfish. His melody's insane. He's not selfish. He's, he's, can we
1: talk about him real quick, though?
0: He is fire.
1: His melodies are even better than Travis's sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they're Melody. a little too abstract. Yeah, but that's why I think I like him, because he's a bit alternative. Because if you listen to Situation, dude, yeah. oh, God, it's melodic. And you can see the Travis inspiration. Oh, yeah, too. absolutely. But it is, and he's, he touches on I didn't on, know that was his artist.
0: Yeah, he touches on it in the documentary. He's like, he's, he's, he has his own sound. Like, this is what we're trying to make the Houston sound. Um, but let's talk about the Grammys in closing. Um, because, like you said, on the last, I was like, nah, he doesn't give a shit about Grammys. Right. And I told you, I was like, yeah. Dude. But after that, he does. And I want to look at if we take Astral World and Invasion of Privacy, what's going to hold up in
1: 20 years? This And I wanted to stop you here, because this is what I was thinking about. I was in the grocery store, and I was like, all right, Jake and I are going to go in on Cardi B. And this is what I don't want to do, because we can't think about it like that. The Grammys at the end of the day, and both of them in their own way, I think will hold up. 20 years is a long time. I don't know how long either of them will hold up. I want to say five years, even.
0: I mean, like, if you had to go back and... Like, if I'm... I sent you the video of the guy, the 50-year-old guy in his car listening to Travis Scott. Like, when I'm 50, like, maybe driving kids around, and I'm and, I, and Travis Scott comes on and Cardi B comes on, you bet your ass Cardi B's probably getting a skip. But hang on. How many people
1: would are in your shoes that would go, uh, if Cardi B and Travis come on, yeah, Travis had sicko mode, but uh, that's a skip, and Cardi B's um, uh, Bodak yellow is always going to be a bop. So... They both have arguments there. And also, Cardi B, that year, that year for her, was un- she's unstoppable. Her story alone is very inspiring. There was a need for, I think, female representation among the Grammys. They're all about, you know, the SJW yeah, propaganda is rampant. Yeah,
0: in they're the doing
1: what, what the internet wants. Yeah, exactly. And so, you got to look at that, too. This is an industry award. So, objectively, did this is back to Mac Miller and Kendrick. This is just Mac Miller yeah. and Kendrick all over again. When, when um... Not, I'm sorry, not Mac... It's Mac about Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah. Sorry, I know what you meant. Yeah. Macklemore. When he came out with the heist, everybody was upset because... to Or not to be Butterfly. Um, Good Kid In- Mad City came out that same year. Of course, Good Kid Mad City deserves to win. But... The heist had its impact.
0: What on I will that say product. about what I will say about the heist is, as an overall album, it's still a pretty good album. Invasion of Privacy is still good too. It had singles for me. Like there's, yeah, a, I yeah, can't yeah, listen but, to a whole Cardi B album, but I can I can go back and listen
1: to the heist. But it's not again. It's, I, I wouldn't say it's made for us because she's not our type. But I do think Invasion of Privacy is your type, bro. Megan Thee Stallion my type. But um, it, Car- Cardi B's album still it does play through well. I would say. I don't think it was a robbery in the same way that it was Kendrick and Macklemore.
0: I think Cardi just it, had... It was her time. The dude. Grammys is a popularity contest. It if, is. If you're comparing... If you're looking at art side by side, Cardi B's... Dude, I think Tyler, the
1: creator, has been robbed four years in a row, as far yeah, as I'm true. concerned. That's true. And that's how I feel. No, like, I mean, Flower Boy deserves I really thought Flower 20 Boy was Grammys. Flower Boy deserves 20 Grammys. He deserves as many Grammys as...
0: As Dude, Kanye has. Igor today. may do it, though. Because he got a lot of praise commercially for Igor. Dude, and also, he's, and we know this,
1: he's on Did the- You know this. He's on the- Man. He's t- talking more about his sexuality, and that's always empowering for people. Yep. The heist had same love on there.
0: So, yeah, but that was kind of corn. She keeps me warm. Um, <laughs> one thing I, I do want to say about the two of them. mm mm-hmm. What what is Cardi B's future outside of music? Like if if the music gets stale no 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 by the time the music gets stale, that's not gonna be an option. But when her music gets stale, is she gonna have a lane in music? Like I think she's just a good performer. Travis, when he says, okay, I'm I'm kinda tired of, of He'll Destroying be in the background. My you're locals. saying this dude's going to be producing. He's going to have his hands in a lot of things to do with music. Whereas Cardi B, I don't think is going to have that's a presumption though. Because what if Travis? I, I could be even, wrong. Travis is married to a billionaire. Yeah, I mean Travis could cash out any day and be like, "I'm I'm done making music." Travis, accounts.
1: once he wins that Grammy, he might go bye. You don't know that. You know he has duty He has a kid. I mean, of course he loves his job. I I think yeah. Um, and I, I I'm not saying he would necessarily retire, but out of anybody who has a safe net, it's, it's Travis. Yeah. Travis I mean, has every safe net in the world. He never has to worry about money again. He doesn't... At that point, you don't have any concept
0: of money. He's no, like, he how don't. much does that cost? And I don't think that... Just watching a documentary and seeing performances, I don't think money is the motivator for him. No,
1: it's not the motivator for anybody doing anything at a high enough level. Because you don't get that high up unless you really just love the craft, yeah. you know? You can't, you can't just be
0: thinking about dollar signs the entire time. It just comes as a byproduct of your well, ability. Shout out to Travis and Kanye for not succumbing to the Kardashian curse as of yet. I,
1: I think that curse might be broken after... I think Lamar Odom suffered so so well, greatly for all the men in the past that the curse was lifted. Because he almost died, dude. Well, let's be honest,
0: too. He took too many dick pills. I don't think Lamar so, Odom has the... I don't think he has the ability or self-control. If if one of them are like, we're going to do this this way. Kanye and Travis are saying like, no, I'm not. I'm not being a part of that. We saw Kanye be very removed yeah. from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. He's been very open on how. Also, they're both hot likes. right now. Yeah,
1: like it's not like they're. It's not like Kanye's past his prime. It's not like Travis is past his prime. And I
0: think that helps a there's, lot. There's a, a lot of people that say all oh, the the Kardashians trap black men. There's no trapping Kanye West or Travis Scott. If, if they want to do something, Travis they're going to Travis may enjoy. have been trapped. Nah. Because she
1: was pregnant before they got to...
0: I don't know how that went down. Who knows how that works? But what I'm saying is I think both of them love are strong enough with. to say, like, nah, I'm not doing that.
1: Listen, and also, I, we don't really know how the relationship is behind closed doors, but from what we could see in the documentary, there is love between yeah. and Kylie and Travis And Kim and Kanye. A
0: lot. I I think even more. Then they're even more open about it. They they have three
1: kids, dude. Like, I don't care who that. Nobody... I mean, listen. The Kardashians, they garner attention. They're controversial. But nobody would bring three children into the world with somebody if they didn't think that they wanted this person. She's probably a good mother. You know, I don't know
0: what goes on in the background. No. And it... To be honest, when you're Kim Kardashian and you're married to a man that has, like, severe... Mental, yeah, he's a lot of psychopathies. Go, It'd be he's very going. easy to be like, He'd No, you're a liability it. for me, I'm finding somebody else. And I don't think anybody would have really judged her too hard on And that. also, Kanye going into a
1: relationship with a reality yeah. star, mm-hmm. knowing how much, how much of that drama went on beforehand.
0: She did a an interview with some magazine, and I don't remember probably who it was. Vanity Fair. But she was talking about like I really like I knew Kanye for a while. Like he kind of like expressed interest. She sent in him me. nudes apparently. And she said I really wish I would have made this like we would have made this decision decision sooner.
1: And he said that on the Breakfast Club. He yeah. said, "Bro, i had been talking to her since My Beautiful Dark twist Fantasy." Yeah. So maybe she
0: was the fantasy. No, but I, I, the biggest thing you can take away from that he's very he's very into what he's doing. It's just not a a money grab like he is very passionate about what he does.
1: And I'm going to rewatch the I'm sure I'll I'll watch his documentary another time
0: cuz I actually did enjoy it. So we, we could say yeah, that the quality of the documentary is good oh, too. the quality of it, it's what we said it it's like a music video. The videography was amazing. The editing was really good. It, we it said, the way
1: it was edited told the story somewhat chronologically. Yeah. And you could keep up with it, but it wasn't like this is the beginning and this is
0: the end. Do you know? We talked about before the episode, before we started uh, recording, that it was very what you would expect. Like, you don't... Travis is not one to give an interview. I think that, inter- that the foreign interview that he did, who was that with? Um, I forget that guy's name, that was, but he also did with, He did Thug. it with the girl. It was with the, the female. Oh, he, yeah. that was a, he gave a pretty good interview there. But Travis is not one to really talk a lot. We saw Ed Sheeran kind of poked fun of it in the music video. Mm-hmm. They did together. So I didn't expect it to be like him explaining like every step of the way like it didn't offend me that it was not very interactive it's just it just I would've I would've liked a few more interviews with
1: family members yeah
0: other people in the industry I even think, Kylie cool.
1: talking to Kylie would've been cool <laughs> Netflix can't afford that bro <laughs> dude a meeting with her probably she's like yeah that's a hundred thousand like just that's sit light. and talk that's to light her. work just sit and talk to her mm-hmm. you know I'm saying but it's a fantastic, it's a it's a fantastic view at the highlights of Travis's yeah. career, and I would and I would
0: recommend everybody check it. Yeah, out. and it's cool that Netflix. I mean, that's a huge company.
1: You know how many views they're getting off this? Oh yeah, though. I mean, no, but I I rarely watch Netflix. Like I go on. I went for the Fire Festival documentary, and then this one.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, it's a big look. Incubus. Travis is one of my favorite artists. Of all time. So I, it's cool that people that would not ordinarily see him or have exposure to him may have exposure to him
1: now. I think Travis is so
0: huge now. Everybody has exposure yeah. to him. Like he I was, recommended this to my mom last night. You know what I was I want? like she was like if, I said if you really want to know yeah. about like the music, like what to I said, go watch. I said, this is a tour we went to, go watch it.
1: Yeah. You know who needs a documentary soon? Post Malone.
0: Yeah. And cheat code of a cheat man Cheat Code.
1: That Travis was, that is, is a cheat alarm. code too, man.
0: Not as not as effective, but he's a cheat code. Yeah, I mean Post Malone. I don't think he's ever recorded anything. That's that some flowers like, song. Yeah, something that dude sold himself to the Illuminati.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, but keep making hits yeah. though, huh? Both of you. Yeah, both of you, Travis and Post Malone. Thank you guys so much for listening. Before we head out, Jake, what you spending, bro? <sighs>
0: I, I went back after watching the documentary. I got super nostalgic on um, Travis, so I went. I posted it on Snapchat. I went to Datpiff, downloaded some. So I've got Owl Pharaoh and Days Before Rodeo on uh, my phone now. So I went and made a Travis Scott essentials from all of his solo releases. So
1: I'm Why don't listening you just to a lot of Travis. Get that La
0: Flame playlist that I have. That's too long. Like that's that has everything. A, that has everything. This is like, like oh, just my, the these like. are like my favorites from each. Oh, okay. Each album. Let's
1: go. Oh. I wonder... Can I listen to that one on your... Oh, uh, because no, they're not on Apple? Yeah, because
0: these are in, like, my iCloud. That's right. But you're going to hook me up with the fucking... Yeah,
1: I'll get you the the, the
0: flash drive. So I've been listening it. to that. I added Detroit by Big Sean, Slime Season, the original, A Kid Named Cuddy. Um, just went back and downloaded Jake's some... Jake's, like,
1: getting ready for retirement,
0: guys. He's like, he's like I
1: don't like anymore of this young music.
0: Yeah, so I've been listening to that. Um... Can't tell you what I've been listening to. Oh, You've been listening
1: to Dom Tulliver?
0: Yep. No opinion. Is that what it was? Been listening to my heavy Babushka rotation playlist. Boy? Babushka Boy. Common's album Let Love came out this week. Very good. I've not had a chance to listen to all of it and evaluate it like it probably deserves to be evaluated. Um, but that's that's what I've been spinning. Nice. I've been in. Um, I've been in a bit of a trap.
1: Trap mode, I've been listening to Megan the Stallion, De Baby. I went back to De Baby's project enjoying it. Good. Um Post Malone put out circles. I mean I'm loving the hell out of that. Um there's a, a guy, Jay Nanks. He has a song called Confessions that I enjoyed. And last one here, Mr. Motherfucking Esquire Exquire. Have you heard of him? No. Dude, this project, insane. It's called Mr. Motherfucking x Check it out.
0: E-X-Q-U-I-R-E.
1: Okay. Check that shit
0: out. One thing I, I do want to plug, uh, Rhapsody oh, yes. put out an album called Eve. It is incredible.
1: Shea Butter Twitter's going gaga over this. And um, shout out to Eve because yeah. she's a uh, legend. These feet. The, D'Angelo. Oh, my God.
0: The my features. God. She's got J. She's Cole. She's getting Queen a lot Latifah. of. She
1: might win an award off of this yeah. one.
0: Well, she was nominated uh, yeah. for what was the last her li- Oh, her last project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lila's Wisdom. Yeah, Layla's Wisdom. Um yeah, he's got she got he's got Jid, D'Angelo, Jizza I mean it's some pretty legendary features. No, I've been hearing nothing but great
1: things. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's pretty good. And then um shout out shout out to Jeezy, he put a, he uh face tuned his uh <laughs>
0: he
1: face tuned his uh album cover.
0: T M one oh four, The Legend of the Snowman. <laughs> I I told you That's actually a classic Greenville tech that you can take. <laughs> So one, go make sure you guys go to the, your local community college and sign up for TM-104. Not even nostalgia could get me all the way through it. Nothing was bad. Like, it wasn't offensive to me, but I was it's not better than the recession. That's my favorite. Nothing's better than the
1: recession, dude.
0: Fucking chill out. Pusha T put out two songs that leaked. Socio, sociopath with Cash Doll as a single. What's your favorite home, out of the two? The one with Lauren Hill.
1: Coming Home. Coming Home, home with Lauren Hill. I can't wait for Pusha T to drop something new.
0: Hasn't he said he was going to retire after, like, every, every album he's Stop, like, don't, we don't it. talk
1: about it. He won't, he won't retire. It's like Andre 3000 dropping a project. That will never happen. Sorry to
0: burst your bubble. <laughs> it might,
1: he said, with
0: hope. <laughs> it will if Kanye's cousin steals his laptop. <laughs> That's the only way we're getting
1: an Andre <laughs> 3000 album. You can drop all my music. You can have it. You can keep it. I got another one. I don't need it. <laughs> Anything else you can listen to? I want to plug I want to plug Ginger again because that's going to be in my top 10. Okay. So thank you guys so much for listening. watch the documentary. Please go watch the documentary. Look, Mom, I can fly now. Um, We'll have some more episodes up for you soon. Check us out on Instagram. We love you. Peace.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see.